Listen, it's Dr. Barbara Conkle from the Washington Center of Bleeding Disorders and Dr. Johnny Malangu from the University of Witwatersrand discuss the WFH Gene Therapy Registry. This podcast is part of a comprehensive educational resource designed by leading experts for the global hemophilia community to help you stay abreast of the evolving science and latest clinical advancements in gene therapy and hemophilia. Visit www.genetherapy.ish.org for more information. Welcome, everyone. Uh, This is Barbara Conkle. I'm the Chief Scientific Officer at Bloodworks Northwest and the Associate Director of the Washington Center for Bleeding Disorders and a board member of the World Federation Hemophilia. And I'm joined here today with my colleague, Johnny Malangu uh, from South Africa. Thank you very much, uh, Barbara, for that introduction. I'm Johnny Matlangu. I am based in Johannesburg. I practice as a clinical hematologist at the Charlotte McLeod Johannesburg Academic Hospital, and I am associated with the University of the Witwatersrand. We are going to talk about the gene therapy registry, and perhaps to start off with, uh, Barbara, why was this developed and what is a gene therapy registry? So the gene therapy registry was initially developed by the World Federation of Hemophilia for, to really meet two needs. One is to attain long-term safety and efficacy data on gene therapy. Initial recommendations from the FDA were that there would be five years of follow-up and we thought that that was too short. And we really need at this point to follow patients who receive gene therapy for their lifetime. And then another reason is that hemophilia is rare and at least initially, the number of patients who receive gene therapy will be small. And in order to be able to draw any conclusions about safety and efficacy, we really need a worldwide effort and to enroll virtually all patients um, who receive gene therapy. This will be a prospective collection of data and it will require ethics approval and informed consent. But we are looking for engagement of the community in order to collect these important data. And one really important element as this was developed was to have a strong collaborative effort in this, including with ISTH. And Johnny, if you want to speak further about the collaborative effort for the gene therapy registry. Uh, thank you, Barbara. I must admit that this uh, gene therapy registrar is unique in the sense that uh, it has brought together a number of stakeholders, including the professional societies such as the ISTH the regulatory authorities, both in Europe and in America, as well as our partners uh, in industry who are experts in gene therapy. Uh, From the ISTH perspective, uh, I think the collaboration was particularly important uh, in the sense that it came through our scientific and standardization committee, uh, which I represent. And in fact, the gene therapy registry content has now been adopted by the SSE 
as an ISTH recommendation, uh, which is obviously very, very important. Uh, over to you, Barbara. Yeah, so I'll, I'll speak to the goals of the gene therapy registry. I alluded before that the first goal is safety. Of note, the data collected, uh, records will be anonymized and de-identified, and it will be held to the highest global standards for privacy and confidentiality, and that's, that's a very important concept. So our primary goal are data on safety elements, and then the secondary goals are for efficacy and durability. We will start with data collection around what we know are safety concerns, but it will be a nimble registry that can change to collect uh, any new emerging safety concerns and to collect data around those elements. This will be an important source of our knowledge about gene therapy. We will collect data as individuals leave the clinical trials, but importantly, collect data on patients who receive uh, gene therapy after regulatory approval. Johnny, you want to talk a little bit, you spoke about the SSC recommendation, but any other in that area on updates on the registry? Uh, Barbara, just perhaps to add to the, the, the importance of the goals of the registry, I think one of the powerful outcomes would be the ability to be able to harmonize such data instead of looking at data sort of separately, which is often what happens when patients are managed uh, in the different uh, hemophilia treatment center. Um, so, so to come to the question on uh, perhaps uh, the importance of this registry uh, going forward, we think that the most important thing is to get a buy-in from all the treaters of patients that may undergo gene therapy uh, to register their patients in uh, the registry. Uh, this will then allow us to be able to collate the data and, and present us with opportunities to be able to fill in the gaps. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the primary goal of the registry would be the safety and there are a lot other uh, gaps that we need to fill in where there are unknowns. Unknowns such as, for example, uh, you know, how long does gene therapy last for and how variable is the expression of the uh, proteins uh, once the patient has undergone gene therapy. So we, we are particularly excited about uh, being able to collect that data and, and being able to fill in the gaps that we currently have. In terms of where the registry stands now, we have finalized what will be the data collection and we are working with a company in terms of uh, being ready to implement this. We are working hard on education tools, both for the provider and for the patient communities to understand the important goals of the registry. We are also working with sites in the, the US, the American Thrombosis and Hemostasis Network has a gene therapy collection so that we do not duplicate effort. We will be obtaining the information from the US through Athen, and we're working with other sites, uh, countries who might also be collecting gene therapy data um, so that we can collect harmonized data and have it as efficient but as comprehensive as possible. So we're looking forward to getting started on this important initiative. 
and being able in the future to report and share these data. Uh, Barbara, just perhaps to add to what you've just said, uh, the framework for data collection has now been put together in the form of a journal article. Uh, you are the lead author in that article, uh, which should be published uh, very soon in the Journal of Thrombosis and Hemostasis. It has been accepted and reviewed already. Check back for more podcasts on gene therapy and hemophilia. Additional education is available on www.genetherapy.isth.org, an educational resource designed by leading experts for the global hemophilia community to help you stay abreast of the evolving science and latest clinical advancements in gene therapy and hemophilia.